has it turned at a very lowish level. Good morning, church. Would you please rise for our first song? <laughs>
Good morning, church. We're hearing the scripture from the fourth chapter of Matthew, uh, verses 1 through 11. This is the account of the temptation of Jesus. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall, not, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold... Angels came and were ministering to him. This is the word of the Lord. If you just remain standing, we have this moment to confess together our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the grave and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Let's go to the Lord, go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, today is another day that we can rejoice in a day that you have made. And regardless of what's going on in our lives and what we bring with us emotionally, Lord, we know we can lay it all at your feet. And I just believe today that your word will come alive in our hearts. And I just pray that our hearts would be open to what we have to gain and grow with you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Shame is out 
Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. Come up nice and close. I've got a couple magnets that I want you to be able to see what we're going to do with those. All right, so come on up. Find a seat up here. All right. So I have these two magnets with me, and these are going to help us. But make sure you let other people see too, okay? There you go. All right, and we're going to see how, how these magnets can help us see what it's like when temptation comes to us, all right? So this one represents us, so I'll set that one right there. And then this one has the devil written on it, all right? So watch what happens when the devil sneaks up on us to tempt us. Do you see that? It gets drawn right in and pulled away. I'm going to do that again. That happened really quick. All right, so the devil sneaks up on us, bringing temptation, and he can pull us away. So how do we fight temptation so that doesn't happen? Well, instead of doing things our way, we can do things God's way. So if we turn this over, this has something else written on it. James chapter 4, verse 7 is written on there. So let's read what James 4, 7 says. All right. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So submit yourselves then to God. So that means don't do things your own way. Allow God to have control of your life and to lead you and guide you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So let's see what happens if we do that. So now this one says, James 4, 7, here comes the devil. What's going to happen? He can't get close, can he? Look at that. But you know what? It said the devil will flee. Here it's us fleeing. We don't have to flee, do we? When we submit to God, we can stand our ground and watch what happens when the devil comes close. He has to flee. See that? The devil has to flee. We don't have to. So we can stand our ground. And look, the devil runs from us because we've submitted to God. How cool is that, that we can submit to God, we can trust him to lead our lives so that we can resist the devil. Will you pray with me? Fold your hands and let's pray. Father God, help us to submit to you so you can control our lives. And we can resist the devil and temptation. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, I've got magnets for you kids. So when you get back to your seats, ask your parents if you can have magnets. And bring your parents up to next steps after worship. All right, and I'll have some magnets for you. All right, you can head on back to your seats. And parents, take, come get these magnets and take them home. And read James 4 together. Play with the magnets and see how we can resist Satan by submitting to God. And uh, good morning to all. Welcome as we gather in God's house. I wanted to say a very special welcome excuse me, to our guests. We're glad that you're with us in worship and we invite you to come on back. In fact, we'd like to get to know you. If you text 1C guest to 94,000, that's one way. You could stop at Next Steps. That's another way. Uh, love for you to uh, let yourself be known. Um, and a little bit connected to that, if you're a guest, feel free to listen in if you like for the next three minutes. Uh, this announcement uh, by 
Dave and Lonnie, really is for the members and regular attenders of 1C. Um, but we're going we're gonna to talk about something really, really important and a blessing we have in life. So, good morning, 1C. Uh, as Pastor said, I'm David Franzen. I'm with Lonnie Anderson here today. We both serve on the leadership team here at 1C Church. Uh, 1C has uh, been my, my family's church home since uh, about 2016. We moved back to Columbus. Uh, it's been a great blessing in our lives. Uh, we're here to just talk to you a little bit today uh, about stewardship with the church. Um, you know, oftentimes I find myself uh, weighing the balance internally with my mind and my heart about am I being a consumer of the Christian faith uh, and, and a consumer of discipleship or am I, am I being a steward of that? Um, I know for myself, um, one thing that I've been able to do the last four years or so is I've been part of the uh, Thursday morning men's group here. Uh, <clears throat> it has bought, brought richness and color to my life that I could have never imagined and I'm very grateful for the folks who have been part of that. Um, many, many things in this church that we can be involved in. And uh, as Pastor said before, you come here on, on any given day of the week and you see the hustle and bustle that's taking place here. It's just absolutely amazing. And so we're just asking you to seek in your hearts um, where you might be able to be part of, of more of the things that happen in this church. Um, plenty of opportunities. I know, for example, if you're a high schooler here today, uh, we have opportunities to help on the technology team here in the booth or in the cameras. Lots of things you can do. So, again, I guess when I come to church, I like to be challenged. And so that's my challenge here for our congregation today is seeking in your hearts and in your faith what you might be able to do to continue to help our church. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, stewardship. You know, I guess for myself, I look at stewardship and I think, what an easy way. When I look at the cross, I can say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me and the little things I can do to pay you back what you've done for me. As we pray, I ask you to let the Holy Spirit seek into your heart. Let it guide you on what your feelings are today. Let us pray. Dear God, we pray, we pray that we make stewardship a way of life. We acknowledge you as the source of all we have and all we are. Help us to place you, our loving creator, first in our lives by becoming more prayerful, more focused on loving and caring for our families and our neighbors in need, and by becoming less preoccupied with material things. Help us to hear your call to be good stewards, caretakers and managers of all your gifts by sharing them for your purpose. Help us make your priorities our, our priorities and to put our faith into action. Help us plan to give back the talents, treasures, and time with which we have been blessed. Help us plan to serve our church, our community, and our world with your gifts. May we serve you and pray with a joyful spirit of mind and heart. Thank you, Jesus. In all things we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Put the mic back there. And as they make their way off, again, they represent leadership team, elders, um, as a congregation. We are so blessed. I'll just tell you, um, many, many, many of you are stewards. You are stewarding the gifts that God has given you. And their words of encouragement to just continue to do more so that the kingdom would expand, God's kingdom. And that's an exciting opportunity. Uh, somewhat connected to that would be today at around 12:15, we're going to have a voters meeting. It's a time where we talk about stewarding the gifts that God has given us. So 
If you are um, a member of the church, we'd love for you to come and be a part of the conversation, and then we will prayerfully uh, move forward in mission and ministry as the Lord leads through people like you. So that'll be today, right at right after the 11 o'clock service, so around 12.15. So I'd love for you to come back. Uh, a couple quick announcements. We do have what's called Sunday Exploration. Um, it's different than we've been doing for several years. We have moved uh, pre, uh, let's see, preschool all the way, uh, I'm sorry, nursery all the way through sixth grade on a Sunday morning. So if you're here today and you're, you fit one of those categories or parents, you can help them. Um, if you are a nursery uh, through kindergarten, you go to the west hallway over here. There will be people to lead you and guide you and direct you. If you are grades one through six, you make your way to the youth lobby, which is that direction. So just make your way through the hall and get over to there. If you are uh, any other age, like above that, I want to challenge you to come for what's called a deeper dive. And between the services, between, say, we'll say 9, 10, and 9, I'm sorry, 10, 10, and 10, 50, we're going to meet right in here, and we're going to talk about what we just talked about. So we're going to unpack it a little bit more. So you can get some coffee, maybe, you know, whatever, and then come back on in. And then uh, today, Randy's going to facilitate the conversation. So I'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, what else? Joy baskets are going to be passed. And that's connected to stewardship. Um, but I always say it's not just about money. It's about our hearts. God wants us to be um, thinking and acting from our heart that has been moved by the Spirit. So just prayerfully ask God, you know, how do you want me to give financially, serving, uh, going to Bible studies? I mean, all these different ways in which we could be uh, blessed by him. And what else? Oh, yeah, I was going to mention September 24th, we have New Disciple Launch. So if you're sitting here and uh, maybe you're not a member or maybe you've been a member for a while and you just want to be reminded, what do we teach as a church? What are our beliefs? Uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that event, and that's going to come up on the 24th. So give the church office a call so we know who's coming. That's it. Let's continue to worship.
As we continue now with the celebration of the Lord's Supper, we're encouraged to, uh, well, confess our sins and be reminded of his forgiveness. So if you would join me with the prayer of con confession. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, 
and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In light of the theme for today, it's called Fighting Temptation. And what we just confessed is that there are times that we give in to temptation all too often. And so as we confess that, we're also reminded that because of Jesus, he takes our sin and he puts it on a cross and he takes care of it for you and for me. That is the absolute good news. There's nothing you have to do or I have to do to earn it and deserve it. It is a gift of mercy and a gift of grace. So with that in mind, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. We continue the celebration of the Lord's Supper.
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we just thank you that we can come to you with all that weighs heavy upon us and with the things that bring us joy. A prayer, Lord, for a family back home who lost their 15-month-old little boy three weeks ago. A prayer to help them in their hurting, to give them comfort. For we know where our little man is. However, he is still dearly missed. A prayer, Lord, for my marriage. Recently got married. My husband has been unfaithful. A prayer for him and, and a prayer that your will will be done. A prayer, Lord, for everyone suffering with medical, financial, mental illness and struggles. Give them strength and comfort, Lord. A prayer for all those at SOS, for they are stronger than they think, and they are capable, and they are worth it. Prayer for the people at SOS, for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. For Cherish, for TC, Doug, Jessica, Daniel, Leo, Kim, Michael, and for everyone here. We just thank you, Lord, for them. A prayer for my dad, Joe, who's been living in sin. I ask you to bring him closer and bring him back to you, God, and back to his family and grandchildren. A prayer of thanks for Casey, Kendrick, Kaya, Dale, John, Mom, and Tammy for being a part of my life. I love them all. Father, we just thank you for these prayers and the ones unspoken on our hearts. For you know what weighs heavy upon us. Help us to bring it to the cross and lay it there and to trust you with it, Lord, and to lean on you for strength and guidance. Let's join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's start right off with that video, if we could. And maybe we won't have audio. Well, let's just skip, if we would. And we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, second week of a Not Today Satan series. And um, for a little levity, if you were here last week, we did show a clip. And this week, maybe we'll, maybe I'll still get it in. Um, a little clip of the church lady. And if you know the storyline, um, Dana Carvey grew up in a Lutheran church. He'd walk into the church and there would be these 
church ladies in the back row kind of looking and saying, well, isn't that special? Look who's here today. And would come up with things like convenient. And then there's also this moment where she would say, well, let's think here. Who could be possibly tempting him to do this? Could it be? And who's the name? Satan. Satan. And uh, I found it hilarious. Now, this was back in the 80s. Uh, my humor was probably a little different back then than it is now, but I still look back on that and say, wow. Um, that's kind of how the, the uh, we'll just say the community looks at the church. Sometimes they look at the church as a bunch of judgmental people. And we got to change that. We are not to be judgmental. We are to be loving with truth and have those great conversations, but love needs to be our motivator. And so as we talk about this not today Satan thing, we are not going to, quote, forget the fact that we've got a God who is going to be with us. All right, uh, let me walk you through a list here. If you recall last week I talked about, I don't think I have met a person that wakes up in the morning and says, hmm, I think I want to be bankrupt in five years. Right? Or somebody wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, I want to be dependent on alcohol or drugs and fight that for the rest of my life. I don't think anybody wakes up thinking like that. Or they wake up thinking, you know what, I want to cheat on my spouse. I think what the devil does best is he doesn't come with a pitchfork and the big old horns. He comes very subtly and smooth and he starts dangling things in front of us. And he tempts us. And if you recall, last week I said that my definition of temptation is this. Anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. Let me say it again. Try it on. Because I think it really fits. Anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. And as much as God wants us to walk with him and follow him and be a disciple, the enemy is sitting there trying to kill, steal, and destroy so that we don't obey, that we don't follow, that we do our own thing and we go our own way. So the scripture that I said and promised that we would have every week is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Would you read this out loud together with me? So, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So Paul, writing to the Corinthian church about 2,000 years, and God knowing that the 1C church in 2023 needs to be reminded of this. And what is this? Well, a couple truths. Let's kind of walk through the four truths. If I can have the next slide. I want to see how that is. Four truths regarding temptation. The first one, and we'll just go through it quick. It's not a sin to be tempted. That's not the sin part. The sin is when we give in to temptation. So when it dangles in front of us and we're struggling with it, battling with it, that is not the sin. Secondly, you are never above temptation. 
So just because you call yourself a Christ follower doesn't mean that you've got this bubble around you and that you are not susceptible to the temptation of the evil one. Thirdly, God will never tempt you. And I'll just say this is a theological struggle and battle. When people are going through all kinds of stuff, they're saying, God, why are you doing this to me? And I'll just tell you nine times out of ten, because there are times when God is uh, doing things in our life we just don't get, but let me tell you, the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh comes at us and wants us to fall, and it will tempt us relentlessly. Fourth, there is always a way out. I challenge you to look into the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. I challenge you to look at that and see, was there a time when God's people were in trouble and there wasn't a way out? But remember, there are times when people, God's people, don't listen to God and they do their own thing and they stay lost like the children of Israel for 40 years. There was a way out to go from Egypt all the way to the promised land, 40-day journey, and yet because they weren't listening and they didn't see the way out, it took them 40 years. Quite the journey. All right, now with that, I'd like to share with you, there was an article written that talked about the process of temptation. And a very spiritual perspective, but let's just, let's just walk through it. Can I have the next slide? All right, the process of temptation, the first thing, thought. Second, imagination. Third, justification. Fourth, choice. And last, sin. And so I'm going to bring Jim Thielen into the picture. I'm going to talk to you about one of my my um, temptations in life, and we're coming upon the season when the temptation becomes great. I am going to tell you that my thoughts are already thinking about Reese's peanut butter cups. Now, you're, maybe you have a different starting point, all right, whatever. But it starts with the thought, Reese's peanut butter cups. Little Big, one, or 20. I mean, the thought just kind of like dances in my head. Secondly, no, stay, stay on that screen. You can go back. Thank you. Imagination. I just imagine tasting the Reese's peanut butter cup. I could imagine eating the edges. How many of you eat the edges off the Reese's peanut butter cup first? All right, God bless you. It's an IQ thing. We're like off the chart IQ. I'm just telling you. I read some article somewhere. That's what my mom always said. She says, yeah, I read an article. I'm like, well, where's the article? So you challenge me. But, you know, I, I, can, I can taste it. Then you, then you move to justification. I haven't had any for a while. You know, and you start thinking, it's about time. And then you uh, get to the next one, it's choice. And uh, the bag is in front of you. Notice how I said that? I'm from Wisconsin. Bag sounds like bag, just the way it is. You open it up, and you stick your nose in it, and you smell it. And you're just kind of getting deeper into this. And then before you know it, I'd like to say half of the bag is gone, but that's on a good day. But do you, do you get it? And you could fill in the blank. I don't, I mean, I do care what your 
temptation is. I really do. But you just fill in the blank. Anything, let me go back to that, anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. So I know God would say, a whole bag of Reese's peanut butter cups is not good for me. I know God would say it. It's not in the Bible, but I know he'd say it. And yet, the temptation is, it promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience. So maybe for a moment, just look at that list in front of you. Thought, imagination, justification, choice, and sin. And just wonder, what is it? What is your journey? What is your struggle? I want to share with you two other truths that um, if I were to end after telling you these two truths, you should walk away with lots of despair and zero hope and, and lots of um, heaviness in heart. Okay, the first one. Let's go to the next slide. How do you feel about that? Knowing that the devil is coming for you. I, don't, I mean, it's uncomfortable to think that I am the target, that the enemy is coming right after me because he does not want me to have obedience to God. He does not want me to enjoy and experience the blessings from God now and for eternity. So he is relentlessly coming. Now, what do the scriptures say? J Jesus says it in John 10. Next slide. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And First Peter 5, Peter says these words, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for something to devour. And you are the something. Isn't it great to be the object of something? I don't know if I want a lion coming after me and devouring me. But that's the way it is with the devil. He is relentless. And the second truth I want to tell you, next slide, <clears throat> you are not as strong as you think. Romans chapter 12. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Or how about 1 John 1? If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So the reality is we are just not everything we think we are. There's actually a psychological, uh, um, we'll say dilemma, I'd rather say it that way. It's called restraint bias. Restraint bias. And it goes like this. We overestimate our ability to control impulsive behavior. I'm going to say it again. Because this gets you and me in trouble. This is a psychological human condition thing called restraint bias. We, yet to mean you and me, overestimate our ability to control our impulsive behaviors. We just don't get it. And the, what happens then is we fall into temptation. We go through that process and then we are steeped in sin and we're in trouble with our sin. So I have a three-word answer to those true truths. Okay, next slide, please. Know the line. Amen. Just kidding. 
What does that mean? What is the line? I wish I could illustrate it. I wish I had some kind of orange tape that maybe would be able to be put down on the carpet here where I could use it as an illustration. Does anybody out there have orange tape? I'm looking for somebody who is kind enough and brilliant and good-looking that might have orange tape. That's not you. Have you checked all your pockets? Oh, look at that. He does have orange tape. Very good. Thank you. A round of applause to my uh, person here. So you may not be able to see it if the cameras can catch it, but if you just have this concept here of, of putting down a line. And we see that line, and we know what's right there. You know what human nature does when there's a line? We go right up to it. We, we, we go we're like right up to it. And then, th those of us that are really rebellious, you can probably all raise your hands, you just go over a little bit, and you think, this is not too bad. So we could think that I'm talking physically, like there is a piece of tape on the line and I stepped over it, but this is a spiritual dilemma that humanity has. We just don't get it. We need to know the line. And I'm talking about we need to know the line of how we should be living as Christians. We need to know what does God say about, and you could fill in the blank. 2 Timothy 3, let's put that up on the screen. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Just think about what, what we're being told here. All scripture, the Bible teaches us how to live our lives. The Bible tells us right where that line is. Now I could just tell you, okay, Ten Commandments, it's a really great um, line from God. One after another, boom, 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 ten of them. That's the line. But how many times do people, and that's you and me as well as people in this world, we come up to that line and go, well, did God really mean that? Yeah, he does. And one of the things I'd like to challenge all of us is that we spend the rest of our life, whatever that means, getting to know that line better than we've ever known it before. Don't let the world tell you what that line is. And I can get into a long list of things that the world wants to tell you is the line. And I'm not going to. You could just put it in your own head. It comes after you. And I'll just say, in this election cycle, we're going to hear a lot of lines being drawn by politicians. Okay, fine, listen to that if you want to. But I'm going to tell you, let your line be defined by the Word of God and the Word of God only. Not by popular opinion. Not by your own comfort level. But let the word of God direct you. Because it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. 
So that temptation that just dangles all around us, that temptation that we kind of step over the line about, let the word of God just say, no, 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 no. This is not what you should do. You should do this instead of that. Let God's word lead you. Next slide. James chapter 4. We heard this earlier. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And here's how I'm going to tell you what submit looks like. I'm going to get very practical. You coming to church on a Sunday morning is submitting yourselves to God. I mean, honestly, right? I'm sure there are reruns of Gilligan's Island that you could be watching right now. That's what I used to do. Or you could be somewhere else having a really good breakfast, but you have submitted yourselves to God and you came to church. I'm going to challenge you to submit yourselves to God even more. If you're not part of a Bible study right now, if you're not part of a group, please prayerfully consider doing that because that group getting together, submitting together is a powerful force. You know, Dave had mentioned that. You know, I love that men's group. I come, yes, 6 a.m. is really early. But I come because I need to, quote, submit to God and learn from his word so I can stay the course. We have a whole host of other opportunities that you can be doing and taking. Like this deeper dive thing. You know, as we thought about, let's do this for the kids and let's have like a Sunday school thing for the kids. We looked at each other and said, what about adults? Maybe it'll be more convenient for you. Maybe you'll say, you know what? Yeah, the week is really tough to do. But maybe I can just stay an extra 50 minutes after church and look at the word a little bit longer. That also would be submitting. Or you go to our website, you go to Church Center app, you will see so many opportunities. I'm, I'm really pushing on this because I just think the more we learn to submit to God, the better we will be at resisting the devil. It's a conditioned response. I'm going to tell you that's how it works. And when I don't submit to God, I do a very lousy job of resisting the devil. And I'm not just talking about Reese's peanut butter cups. There's other parts of life that just go wonky as a husband, as a father, as a grandfather, as a pastor, when I don't submit to God, it really affects me resisting the devil. So my challenge to you, know the line. Submit to the line maker, the one who has thoughts and opinions about your life and my life here on this earth. And the last thing I'm going to do is just kind of show you this uh, picture It is Jesus being tempted. It is the reading that Randy shared a little bit ago. And the devil came up to him on three different times. And he was tempting him with power, prestige, and popularity. That's my summary of it. He was just dangling all sorts of things in there. But Jesus, each time, replied to Satan. You know what he, he said? Yeah, the Bible actually says it is written. But I'm going to say, know the line, buddy. Know the line. It is written. You don't do that kind of stuff. 
So do you know the word enough that you can navigate through life and be able to say to the devil, the world, even our sinful flesh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this instead. My prayer is that you would and I would. So that's it. Let's stand. I want to share with you a blessing. And this blessing comes from God himself. This blessing is as we journey through life. This blessing is for when you are trying to navigate and figure out where the line is. I want you to hear these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Be so much.
serve the Lord.
How do we do that? There it is. Now it's turned on. Now you can hear me, yeah? Good. Welcome to the Deeper Dive. Glad that you are here. Let's open with prayer and then um, we'll move into diving deep. There you go. Uh, eight o'clock tonight. Should be about an hour, roughly. Yeah. Hey, are you deeper divers? Good. You got your scuba equipment? All right. Welcome, welcome. Very nice, very nice. Let's pray. Jesus, when, when the church gathers, we certainly want to ask for your presence to be here among us, and we're doing that now. As we take a look at what we just heard in Jim's sermon and what resonated and kind of stirred in our hearts, and help us to think about this topic of temptation and what it means in our lives. And we just invite you into our conversation and into the sharing of your word. We ask it in your name, amen. Maybe one place to start is to kind of, you know, this this 30,000 foot view. So we just heard this sermon. Um, not today, Satan. The, the text was James 4, 7. And, and Jim had a lot and a lot to say. There were many other texts. So be brave because you need to know this is not another sermon. This is not sermon uh, B, okay? This is a conversation that we have, those of you that are here, and we want to kind of unpack Scripture a little bit more and dive deeper into what Jim had to say. Thinking about that, what kind of, is there something that stands out in your mind, in your heart, that you heard Jim say just moments ago that resonated with you? Anything? Yes, Lori. Yes. Yep. Okay, yes, the orange line has application down to things as simple as the speed limit. This is what's posted. This is what I should do. Thank you for that. Someone else. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Jim, can you recount those? It starts with imagination. Thought. Imagination, thought, imagination, justification, choice, and sin. Is that how it went? Justification. Yeah. So, yep. Anybody else resonate? So, um, thought, imagination, justification, choice, sin. Okay. Anybody else did that resonate with you? Yeah, yeah, it did me too. It made sense. As as that was projected on the screen, I I was having flashbacks in my mind of 
times of temptation in my own life. That's exactly how it goes. We need that up there every week. Yeah. Does it put you in mind? Yeah, Luke. Excellent. Excellent. We can make that happen. Yeah. Church Center app, notes, sermon, notes, boom, there you will find it. Quick question. So those five things, does it remind you of another text in Scripture? This is a quiz. <laughs> yeah? When I say this, it's, it's probably going to resonate. How about Psalm chapter 1? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Sit, walk, stand. It's a, it's a parallel to the five things that were in Jim's sermon this morning. Can you see that? Does that make sense? What do you think about that psalm? What do you think about sit, walk, stand? What does it say to you? Sit, walk, stand. It goes, it goes walk, stand, sit. Let's do it that way. Blessed is the man who does not walk. What does that imply? Yeah, 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 you're kind of in the groove, you know, you're kind of moving with this thing, okay? So when we think about thought and imagination, stand, uh, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, you're moving down the list. Doesn't stand, doesn't sit. Years ago, there was a theologian, a Chinese um, Christian. His name was Watchman Nee. Does anybody know that name? He wrote a book called Sit, Walk, Stand. And it was about this whole progression. That's what those five things are. They're our progression. This is what Psalm 1 is telling us, a progression. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, Luke? Yes. Nice. Did you all get that? Yeah. Yeah. Good way to frame it. You bet. Because we can take that and flip it. Say, so here's a spiritual practice. We can do this. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Um, anything else that stood out to you this morning? Say again. Oh, did you like that? The devil is coming for you. Sounds like, yeah. Sounds like Deion Sanders. Yeah. The devil is coming for you. What does that mean? He never stops. Yeah. What does that mean for you? The devil's coming for you. Be vigilant. Okay. Yeah. Pray often. Thank you. Jim?
Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's coming for me and you so that we'll get up to that line, up to that line, up to that line, and go over that line and just keep on going. Okay. Well, so temptations. What is that? When you hear that word temptation, where does your mind go? Can you name a few? Say again. Addiction. Yep. Of all kinds. Yeah. Being judgmental. Mm-hmm. Selfishness. Yeah. Then there's, so there are temptations. I think sometimes, um, as Christians, we hear that word and, and we go to, let's put quotes around this, the biggies, okay? Sexual temptation, unfaithfulness, uh, murder, um, child, ab- child abuse. I mean, there's lots of ugliness in the world, right? There's no shortage of ugliness in the world. There's no short of temptation in the world. But how about this? Talk about some of the sneakier temptations like pride. And like Michelle mentioned, being judgmental or comfort first living or selfishness. How do we address these things in our lives? Think about the sneakier ones. What do we do with those? Say again. Ooh, thank you. Try and recognize it. Then what? Pray. Great. Yeah. They're not going away, are they? Not this side of heaven. The sneakier temptations will be there. Are there other sneakier temptations that have come into your life? Yeah, this thing, look at this, yeah. All that whole big world of technology and social media. And, oh, my word, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, don't know if you heard it, but time. A nice connection to what Jim had to say about, you know, here we are in obedience to God when we show up at church. Okay, that's a move of obedience. Okay. All the people that were here this morning, all the people that will be here at 11 made a choice, right? I could stay in my jammies and watch Gilligan's Island's rerun. I think I'll go to church and be with my brothers and sisters. All right. This one asks for some vulnerability. Okay? And if you're feeling vulnerable, we would like to hear maybe a story of a time when you overcame temptation. What was the key to your success? Lori? Okay. 
After all these years, yeah. Okay, thank you. Good illustration. Yeah, you, you got you got an email. All right, perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not it's not like a super evil temptation, but I don't know if they're they're leveled. But life is just super busy, and everything's crazy right now with. Um, I'm a teacher and I come